Happy Thursday! We have such a fun show today. It's a walk down memory lane. Some guy in Austin and I talk about all the previous contestants on the ABC show, The Bachelor. All 22 of them. We discuss our favorites, our not-so-favorites, and how I gauge who I like based on who our host Chris Harrison mentions on his social media. That's not weird. If he likes them, I like them. And did you know that Harrison once ditched some guy and myself when we invited him to dinner and dancing? Yeah, he decided to have meal with Brad Womack instead. True story. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we decided to do a whole entire episode on The Bachelor. We're going to rank them at the end of this. And we're not going to rank all of them because, hello, there are 22 of them. Can you believe that? There are 22 counting Ari. Do you have, hang on, do, do you have ranking criteria? I haven't been provided that, so it might be a little tough. I've, I've um, got a plan. I've got a if, plan. <laughs> all right, well, because the, the, the only criterion that I would use would be a visceral reaction right. to the mention of any of their names. <laughs> we all know Pavelka's number one, so we're not going to go into no. that. We're not yeah, going to go like, into uh, that. He's like the Hurricane Harvey of, <laughs> of, of Bachelors. He just makes you depressed when you think about him. Yeah, I understand. Exactly. You can see him come in slowly from you know miles away. He hangs and around just forever. He can't get rid of him. you out every second <laughs> he's approaching. Oh, poor Pavelka. I mean, but it's true. Bless his heart. It's true. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through this list of twenty-two guys. We're gonna go really fast because what I really want to do is focus on the ones that we know well. And if I'm not mistaken, you didn't start blogging until 2010. So you you started about halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through this, you know, journey to find love that we call The Bachelor. So I want to go back and I'm just going to list some, I'm just going to list the names and I want you to tell me what you remember because you did not watch the very first season, Correct. That was, um, was that Brian and Trista or was that the well, Andrew Firestone? No, neither. So the very Bob first. Guinea. No, you're Damn. doing great, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, re- we consider Firestone. I feel like Firestone, which was season three, believe it or not, is when The Bachelor figured out what they were doing. So the very first the very first season is like four or five weeks or something like that. And it's some guy named Alex. And people forget uh, about him. See the prince? No, 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 no. Ugh, no so I you, know. you can tell I have a severe lack of knowledge. Right. Back this, way well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad you don't know the new stuff because that would be. Mm. But Alex, it, his runner-up was Trista Ryan. Ah, yes, yes, and I do now. Now I am remembering. And then, then he got back on what's her face's season, or no, she got on what's she his face's season. On, yes, she got on. Well. Trista Wren is her name. Ryan is who she ended up with. and But she was the very first Bachelorette. But that also, the reason why I think Firestone sticks out in people's minds, not only because he was a great Bachelor, in my opinion, but that was the year 
that Trista came out too. That was the year they did two in one season. So we had a lot of Bachelor that year. Anyway, guy named Alex was first. He uh, He's sort of memorable, but not really. I kind of have a picture of him in my head until I think of Aaron, who was season two. And then I go, oh, wait, no, that's Aaron. When I think of Alex, it's really Aaron. And he was with some girl named Helene, and she's been on billboards in Houston. So that's all I know about them. Okay. But then season three, we get to Firestone. And of course, you know who Firestone is, right? I do. But when, but see, I just want to put, put this in context because about this time, I was probably watching Joe Millionaire. You remember that show? <laughs> that show. That so. was the best show. You don't remember that? He's just I this do. construction worker, and they, mm-hmm. they prop him up as a millionaire, and all the women just go for it. And then he, Reveals that he's a construction worker, and they, the look on their face was priceless. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. about that, that, that's the kind of stuff that that was my foray into reality TV. I didn't, I knew about The Bachelor, and I'd watched it occasionally, which is why I'm dropping some of the names I'm dropping. But I didn't get serious until Womack, who obviously is from Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched his entire first season. And was bored with the show until he dumped both girls. And right. I thought, this is the greatest show ever. <laughs> and from then on, I started watching. Horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, but well, also true. Look on Deanna's face. Like, oh, the, she's the mad. Well, yeah, and then she got in the limo. And she said something like, I'm tired of preparing these guys for their marriages or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every interaction she ever had on the show from that point on was just a complete jab. Remember when she mm-hmm. met with Brad to tell him how happy she was? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, I don't look, I don't want to mess up your chronology. So let's, you know, I'll, I'll let you lead the discussion. Well, that's already been happened. So it's fine. No, no problem. It's fine. We have Andrew Firestone who was, who's one of still to this day. I know we've had, I've personally watched 21 of these things, but to this day, Andrew's one of my favorite. And he actually did propose to some girl named Jen and, why? You know, why is he favorite? What makes what makes him good? Well, there's actually a whole chapter about this in my book. I like that he was real in a funny way, meaning not that he was yuck yuck funny like Bob Guinea who came after him, but I feel like Andrew Firestone kind of sort of deadpan to the camera, like really we're doing this, and kind of giggled about it. There was my favorite scene one time. I remember it. He and Jen, the girl he ended up proposing to, they're in a hot tub. And he says, no way. He said, I know. (laughs) And he says, aren't you going to turn it on? And the camera people, because, you know, we're only in season three now. They don't know what they're doing. He goes, well, we can't hear if we turn on the jets. (laughs) And he starts giggling and she starts giggling. and And it's just like he's looking around going, all right tepid warm water it is how are you my friend and you know she's in a bikini kind of going what are we doing sitting here I mean they why not put him in a pool if you need to hear but anyway they don't have to do that anymore because they just make out in hot tubs no need for microphones because we just put on this brown chicken brown barrel music and there we go the the expectation has been properly set at this point absolutely I think that I also, I have no idea if he... And, and plus, you know, I guess, we, 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 hold on, I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but in in retrospect, in light of what happened in our last Bachelor in Paradise season, um, the presence of bubbles and, and of foam would severely impair one's ability to recognize a sexual assault. Exactly. Exactly. And, so, you know, we can't play around with that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Precautions. It shows evolved, I think, is the point we're trying to make. <laughs> 
<laughs> Correct. Yeah. I also think Andrew Firestone is really good friends with Chris Harrison. And so that gives him third-party endorsement to me. If Chris Harrison is still hanging out with him after 14 years, then they're pretty good friends. So he's a good guy, in my opinion. So that, that was 2003. Do you want to know my tenuous connection to Andrew Firestone? I've never told you this before. No. What? So Andrew Firestone is the heir to the Firestone Tire family, right? Okay. Yeah, he is. He's related to whoever fired, founded Firestone Tires. And my high school basketball coach was his cousin or is his cousin. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my tenuous oh. connection. To <laughs> I told you it was tenuous. Maybe, maybe you don't understand the that's word tenuous. Awesome. <laughs> I just thought there'd be a little more. That's okay. I just thought there'd be a little more. <laughs> uh, season four is Bob Guinea. I know you know him. I remember Bob Guinea. I do. He, um, Bob Guinea, this is what I remember about him. He did not propose to the very exotic Estella Gardner girl, Gardnier, something like that. She was very exotic looking and he did not propose to her, but he said, Hey, I'm going to give you a promise ring. Uh, <laughs> is Neil Lane involved at this point? I, I can't remember. I can't remember, but poor Neil was probably like, Hey, I didn't give you that for a promise ring. Yeah. But this is the part I remember that is steered into my brain. Because he, they, they got some sort of trip to Belize. Like they get back then, it was very much. I'm not going to propose, but we're they're going to let us go off and be by ourselves in Belize. And he said, well, you know, here's a promise ring. Will you accept it? And she said, you better believe it. Oh my God! Mm. Yeah, all right, I'm going to ignore that. Mm. But the uh, well, actually, I probably shouldn't because as uh, well, of course, people listening to this don't know. But do you remember the laugh we had last week when you were going through my titles of, of my blog posts? Oh yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh my yes. stupid one. So anyway, that sounds like something I would think of. So I got to give her credit for. Yeah. Or, well, I got to give the whoever, whatever writer on the show exactly. thought of that. That intern, um, the ABC intern, totally fed that to her. This would be funny. I read it on a Laffy Taffy once. Exactly, because Belize sounds like believe. Mm-hmm. You get it. Get it. Um, so the irony of this whole thing is that we're talking about what season four, five ish now. Season four. Truly, at that point, I think you would agree with me that there really were no rules. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of rules. Yes. Um, And let me. The aforementioned sexual assault rule, uh, the two drink rule, even though that's a Bachelor of Paradise, I'm sure it carries over. We went through a little stretch there where they didn't really have to propose. And now that we're later in the season, I mean, I, I truly think we're jumping ahead again to old Mr. Walmack, but I truly believe he's the one when the when the producer said, all right, we have to put something in the in the contract here that they have to do some sort of proposal at the end, even though it was one of the most shocking rose ceremonies in Bachelor history, which I, I still think is is halfway true. But because at the beginning, no, it, you really didn't know if they were going to propose or not. No, so no, it wasn't a big anybody, deal. No one saw that coming. And I'd also like to point out that Bob Guinea, this is this is season four now. Now, we, we have a lot of new guys coming after him, but Bob Guinea is the first person who was already on the show that was invited back because he was in Trista season ah. on The Bachelorette and everybody loved him because he was so jovial and joyful and 
funny and made everyone laugh and he was and he was kind of hands down entertaining so they thought he would be a great bachelor i'm not confident that that was the best decision because he was an okay bachelor but he really really is funny but i i really wasn't invested in his love story i just thought he was fun to watch because he was hokey and wacky and i enjoy that but yeah he was he was a redo from from trista season so that started i think bob guinea was that little seed that planted in a whole big thing Jesse Palmer was next. You know him, right? I remember Jesse Palmer. Yeah. Tell everybody I do. what I did, Jesse Palmer does now. He's a broadcaster, I believe. He used mm-hmm. to play quarterback for the Giants. I uh, played backup, didn't play much. Um, but he seems to me, I didn't watch his season. Um, in fact, I didn't know he was a bachelor until I saw him on TV and someone said, hey, he was on The Bachelor. But uh seemed like a decent dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, he seemed, he was kind of, you know, he's the kind of guy that smiles and his teeth sparkle, you right. know, like in the yeah. cartoon or whatever. A little bit of a Ken doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he seemed to know that. But he, he seemed like a good dude. And, you know, the fact that he's got a legit job and he has the train hasn't run off the tracks after his NFL career, mm-hmm. uh, like fake Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't end up in the skids after his bachelor appearance. So I got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he somehow, yeah, it didn't it didn't taint him, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I remember Jesse's Palmer season more this was the first year um season five was the first year they they tricked us at the rose ceremony so he was down to this girl jessica who he ended up picking and this other girl whose name i can't remember by the way jessica people are going to appreciate that not you some guy but she was in a legitimate barbie peaches and cream outfit it was glorious anyway um, I remember that specifically. She gets out of the limo first, and everybody at my watching parties went, oh, because we wanted her to win so badly. Well, he picked her, and she was out of the limo first, and that was a big oh, moment. And so then he takes her up to this upstairs area, or the ABC intern does, where she is watching down below as he dumps the next girl who gets out second in the limo. She watched the entire thing. I know, I know. That was a little cold. This was also the first year we had a scary father. I think it might have been Jessica's dad who was maybe cleaning his rifles or his guns when he came in to meet him or something and did the, you know, click, click, hey, son, and and that whole thing. So the season six, Byron, do you? No idea who that is. (laughs) No idea. Byron? Yes, it was his name. <laughs> his name is Byron, and he is who I called Centrum Silver because he was so old, and he was a pro fisherman. I, I nope. can't even place the I guy. Know. I know. I know. And he liked this girl, Mary. And Mary... Was, I, Gwen, was Gwen on one of these seasons? <laughs> she was. I'm going to have to figure out where Gwen fits in. But this girl, Mary, was they? I think they dated for a long, 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 long time. And then she she kind of went crazy in some bar and maybe hit a bottle over his head or something, and he had to file a complaint against her. I don't think oh. they're get together anymore. But anyway, yeah, he lives in Texas. I think he lives in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. He oh, was not a memorable year at all. Season seven, Apparently. this is your boy, Charlie O'Connell. Yeah, he was my favorite because he was just drunk all the time. He was the guy was a slob. I remember the my favorite. I remember he was like I was like oh this guy looks like somebody and 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 then they revealed he was Jerry O'Connell's brother on one show that I happened to be watching. I'm like oh that makes sense. Yep. 
And he apparently, from what I could tell, he like rented a right. two-story condo <laughs> from his brother. He did. And he had like a foosball table. And I mean, what was attractive about that guy? And no, years no. later, I don't know if you, you probably remember this, when they did the, you know, they were still, it was back at the time they were still dragging Trista and Ryan out at every Well, they you know, still chance. do that. Oh, they're successful, successful. And they brought in Charlie and whoever the hell his choice was Mm -hmm. and she in a very politically correct way basically let everybody know that he was a huge alcoholic Mm -hmm. and that i mean so that was that guy that guy was not ready to get married nope Nope. not at all you have to tell me this too but there's something and he was probably in his what his early 30s when he was on it yeah there's something about anybody over i don't know say 11 or 12 a, a grown man in a Jersey, mm-hmm. like whether it's NBA or NFL or whatever. Um, I think, I think you get a pass at the actual game. Maybe mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. want to wear your Texans Jersey or your Cowboy, whatever. Yeah. But I just, I don't know how a woman could look at a grown man in an NBA Jersey and a pair of shorts and flip flops and go, Oh, um, I'm in. <laughs> well, to each her own, that girl, whatever. I don't know. She, she stuck it out. He did not propose. Surprise, surprise. But this is whenever we kind of get this chain of of not proposing. Now, the fisherman did propose, but Bob Guinea did not propose. Jesse Palmer did not propose. They did that whole let's date thing. Charlie O'Connell did not propose. He also, I remember, started off his whole entire season with, hey, we're not going to do those fluffy cocktail hours and y'all aren't going to dress up we're just going to keep things casual like you said so he's rolling up in flip-flops and his jersey and all the it's other because you didn't want to see him in a in a wrinkle pair of khakis <laughs> right he just pulled he out from under his bed he didn't know that there's somebody there to iron his clothes and so he but all the girls are like what am i supposed to wear i don't even <laughs> what what are we doing so it was it was sort of a it was sort of a funny thing i also remember that the girl he picked held out for a very long time before kissing him. I mean, a long time before kissing him. And they ended up kissing on some boat, some catamaran. I don't know why I remember that, but it so, was I mean, not a good year either. So let me, obviously we've discussed a few things with the kind of reappearance of a prior contestant, mm-hmm. uh, the exotic locations, uh, you know, Neil Lane potentially being involved, catamarans. Mm-hmm. But when, when does the helicopter become the staple? Was that, from season one on, or was was that introduced at a later time? I'm pretty sure the helicopter has been there for a very long time, but nobody's helicopter trumps when that guy from Houston showed up. Emily, May- Emily Maynard season. That's like yeah. the, the helicopter of all time. Yeah, what, the, what's that guy up to now? No telling, but he is yeah. a luxury real estate consultant agent yeah something mm-hmm. i don't know with mm-hmm. his fancy shoes and no socks okay so the next one season eight is dr stork dr travis i remember stork. travis stork mm-hmm. you do remember travis stork i do and i think he's that's still interesting he is he's on the doctors a show called the doctors and i think it's interesting all of that was very interesting to me because in my professional and personal opinion travis was very vanilla he was very, very vanilla, and it surprised me that somebody looked at him and said, oh, he'd be great on camera all the time. Let's put him over here. So he, it must be because he's pretty. He's very, very 
attractive, handsome man, but it, but I don't remember it. Scrubs. Right. With <laughs> his I, stethoscope. His stethoscope around his why neck. Does he, why does he have scrubs in a stethoscope when because he's on TV? He's a doctor. I don't understand. He might have to rush out and perform emergency <laughs> surgery any minute. Hello. <laughs> but Is he, he was, ER doctor? I don't know. I just remember right. that he was kind of meh. And I also remember he did not propose. And that girl, I believe her name was Sarah, was very angry. Because usually, <laughs> usually they're like, oh, okay. And, you know. And they but, cry. Yeah. But but she she got mad that he didn't propose. Or he didn't really do the, here's your promise ring, too. Because she didn't even get the yeah. jewelry out of it. He was just kind of like, yeah, I want to see where this goes. And I think they broke up half a second later. Um, season nine was The Prince. I vaguely remember him. He's... Forgettable. And what else is, was kind of sketch with him is, first of all, they called him a prince, and then you never really got where the royalty came from. Was he a prince like Zsa Zsa Gabor's <laughs> husband much, was a prince? Yeah. Pretty much. His first name was Prince. And then... Um, <laughs> There's they, only one guy with the first name Prince. Actually, it was his middle name, but... <laughs> then there was this whole cosmetic thing. Like, he was, uh, he was the head of a cosmetic empire, but then... All he talked about was this dog pet thing that he did. So he was sort of all over the map, all over the map. And they, most of the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because again, this was, this was a season I sort of just was, ugh, we were sluggish through the whole entire thing. He did not have much of a personality. He also didn't have a lot of confidence either, which you could argue that most people that are on this show don't have a lot of confidence, but typically the person in charge of handing out the roses has some sort of feeling of power. But he, I always felt like he was nervous that nobody was going to accept his rose, even at the very beginning when he had 27 to hand out. But I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, they went overseas, and it was a, it was a bachelor over wherever he's supposed to be a prince from. And this is when but where like uh, Luxembourg exactly or there I don't know it was this made up I don't know it was all very watery and vague, which says a lot. But this was the season that introduced us to Erica Rose with her tiara, and she I remember had a conversation with Chris Harrison saying, "Now where's the maid?" Because she needed somebody to help you know, schlep her stuff upstairs and then she needed to know who was going to do her laundry and who was going to clean her room. And wow. he looked at the camera and deadpanned and just laughed and laughed and laughed. It was probably one of my favorite Chris Harrison moments ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it was comparable to what's your face having a nanny or something. What mm-hmm. was the. Yeah. Corinne. Corinne's Corinne. nanny. Uh, Apparently she's dating Demario too. I don't want to get too far off the track, but I did see something in the news with them at Disneyland or something the well, other that day. Makes sense. That's good. Or Disney World. I don't know. I don't know where it was. Mending, one of those mending fences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the well, print... no, no hot tubs in Disneyland, so that's probably well, safe. One but... could argue it's a small world. You just kind of dip your toe on in. No telling what. Hey, I've said that before too. It's a small world, and Pirates of the Caribbean are too. Two attractions that people get naughty on. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yes. Yes. That's one of my favorite stories from Pirates of the Caribbean. The Jungle Cruise connected to Pirates of the Caribbean in the back. So we sort of shared 
break rooms and stuff like that. So the jungle people were really close to the pirate people. And a lot of times you would be on both attractions. And mm-hmm. so people don't know Pirates of the Caribbean is huge. And it ha- and there is a place that they call kind of like mission control, really. And it has all of these TVs in it. And somebody's job is to sit there and make sure people aren't doing stupid stuff. If you send a boat through with only a couple people in it, you know, at the end of the night, they can get up and walk around and do things that they shouldn't be doing and, you know, other activities that they shouldn't be doing, wink, wink. <laughs> and um, you you can get kicked out if you have SEX well, in Disney World. You can well, get kicked well, out. Well, I would imagine that that's probably a good reason to throw somebody out of the park. That's exactly right. There's like a Disney jail and they'll put you in that. Everybody knows that's what the monorail is for. <laughs> no, too many people always on the monorail. <laughs> too many people. You can't ever get in a monorail by yourself. Too many people. But you can get on a boat by yourself if you if you play the odds. So it's a 23-minute ride. You're riding all through Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a long time to do things, you know, what I'm saying. I guess, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then you're going through, and at the end of the ride, you're supposed to say, hello, you were doing some, you know, naughty activities. We're going to escort you to the jail. Oh, and... there's an etiquette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... You actually make a citizen's arrest in your pirate costume? <laughs> you do. Do they you give s- you like a fake sword <laughs> to, to hold them at bay until you get them into the brig or wherever you, say, you take Hi, them? matey. <laughs> Walk the plank. Yeah, they don't give you a sword, no, but they let you escort them to the Disney jail. And then instead, though, because the pirates are so cool, they would hold up ratings like at the Olympics scores and say 9.7. Mm-hmm. And you know so we you, could, we you took off or? we took off for the dismount, so it shows to them that hey we saw what you did but we're cool enough not to send you to Disney jail, so the pirates never did. Small world okay. people did because that's a different that's a different well, attraction. There are a lot more kids, I guess. On Who that. would want to do that in front of all those dolls either? What what about the the ghost the haunted mansion? That would seem like a good place. Too close. You're too close to the people next to you. Oh, yeah, and if I recall correctly, you're spinning around, you actually face people at some you point, do, right? You do, you do. Right, so There's a whole, not a whole lot of room in that one either. It's more of a, like, a they lock you in with a little bar, but pirates in Small World, it's just like boats with, with all sorts of benches and stuff. Anyway, so the next one after The Prince was season 10. We're still trekking along, and it was Lieutenant Dr. Andy Baldwin. My favorite moment about that season. Uh, I watched that season, but I didn't vlog about it. Do you remember the cocktail party when that one girl, she was kind of trashy, got a little drunk, and then he eliminated her? She didn't make the cut. Do you remember her comment on no, the way out? No. He sh- and his head is big. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember that? No. She, you know, it's just one of those deals. You know, it's the cocktail party. There's no. You know, it's not a personal breakup at no. that point. You're just <laughs> and go home or whatever. And she was so mad. You know, and she. I remember her sitting there with her cocktail thing, and she's like, you know, he's he's short and his head is big. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I Andy, I, and I do remember this was when one of the first times that I recall the shirtless workout session. You know, being filmed from start to finish while the introduction was was oh, happening. Yeah, yeah. He was like a Navy officer, a doctor, a iron fit cross man, a something. Great paper, <laughs> paper, 
total overachiever with zero personality. It, it, you couldn't be more right. You couldn't be more right. I also remember this is the first year we had a theme song. Um, oh, we really? did. We did. It was um, Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. <laughs> Do you remember that? God. Not to be confused with. Not to be confused with Pavelka, who was on the wings of love. You know? And so who who sings Love Lift Us Up? Is that, um, it's not Peaches and Herb. Oh, Jennifer Warnes and Joe Cocker. Come on. Sorry, they're not exactly Peaches and Herb. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the white version of Peaches and Herb. Yeah, so good, so good. I also, I, I did like, I did like Doctor and Lieutenant Doctor Andy Baldwin. Lieutenant Doctor <laughs> Andy Baldwin. Yeah, I did like him. Um, I think he was there for the right reasons. Right reasons for the most part. Oh God, you could have avoided that this entire. <laughs> but here's what I liked about his season. I remember this also being one of the first times that I was rooting for multiple girls you know typically you kind of pick your favorite and you're saying oh he's gonna pick her it's gonna be great it's gonna be great or you swing the other way and you think I don't really care who he picks I remember this season liking a a lot of them I have a question for you that you're probably too nice to answer Mm -hmm. do you ever you don't like the bachelor and we'll get to this because Ben I Ben Flangic I couldn't stand and Mm -hmm. Jake Mm -hmm. but do you ever find yourself sitting on the couch rooting for the crazy one to win so he's miserable oh i did that during ben flashnick <laughs> season and the crazy one did win so dude whose season victory. i'm sorry <laughs> victory yeah <laughs> whose season ben ben flashnick's the wine guy courtney robert courtney robertson didn't win who who won yeah, his she season did. Oh, well she wasn't crazy she was great yeah, i loved she her was. Oh, she was awesome <laughs> I, you just you know you didn't read her book you don't understand her. I don't. I, 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 I don't. It's in it's in my cart and Amazon. It has been since 2012. I'll my copy. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll even uh, ascribe some sort of forward or something. If you'd like. <laughs> okay, so Andy Lieutenant Doctor Andrew Baldwin he did propose to his girl, but they I mean I think by after the final rose they had already called it off or something i don't know i haven't really heard from him much since then but mm-hmm. then season 11 it's the one we love brad womack yep. he showed brad, up in a big brad way womack won, right brad womack won right what do you mean he won the first the one oh oh and he oh trust me he didn't win i don't know if he no won. he didn't win anything <laughs> I got I got excited about Brad Womack because Texas boy, Austin boy, he wasn't you know, I look to, at and he had such potential, him. such potential. I'd known him, uh, known of him, and we have a bunch of mutual friends um, for a long time. But yeah, I remember when he got named; that was a big deal in Austin. Um, and you know, to this day, he's pretty easy to spot. I, you know, we've we've um, you know, we've exhausted the chest and arms day joke. I see him at the gym. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's pretty easy to find. Uh, it's always chest and arms day. It is always chest and arms day, and mm. and I did say one time I did see him on the ab machine, but I wasn't really sure if he was actually using it or maybe just resting his chest and arms <laughs> between sets. Did you did you like him? You know what? I, he, I mean, I, I know did. you you did you watch one or just two point 
I didn't. I told you I watched the the final. You know, I was sort of bored with it at that point, and you know, because I, you know, I wasn't really invested in the show. But when he dumped both of them on the altar, I thought this is because it was totally unexpected to me. And I was waiting for the music to happen, and then he said to Deanna, you know, I sent what's her face home, and she got this kind of look like, here comes the ring. Mm-hmm. He paused and he broke character and he walked away. Yes, he did. It was. I remember standing up. I was watching it with a friend of. <laughs> And I remember standing up going, this is the greatest (laughs) ending because she was just appalled that, you know, Brad wasn't going to get engaged. And I thought it was the best ending ever. Because I give the guy credit. He asked her father. That was was whenever that meant something. (laughs) That was whenever that meant something back in season 11. If you ask the dad, then you're pretty serious. But because the second time around, the the interaction between um, Chantal. Yeah, that was the weirdest, mm-hmm. and it, it was so uncomfortable when he's drinking scotch with the dad, and, and he's like, check out my statue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. So th- I was going to marry him. <laughs> did Brad have the big, huge cross tat then, or did he get the big, huge cross tat on his back for 2.0? 2.0. Okay. Oh, and I... I uh, you will also, uh, let's share with the audience, I probably shouldn't share too much of this in case he's listening, but uh, I had a surreptitious picture of the cross tat when I uh, ran past him on the trail one time. Mm-hmm, Do you... mm-hmm. It's so big. It's a big tat. It, it's across his entire back. So, mm-hmm. you know, all, with, with all due respect to all every insult I've ever made about the guy, um, you know, he's, I, I think anyone will tell you he's a decent dude. Oh, and, yeah. He's uh, anyone who knows him here, and uh, I had lunch with somebody the other day that um, owns restaurants and bars downtown. Also knows him very well; they're very good friends, and has nothing but nice things to say about the guy. So yeah, he's a mm-hmm. decent dude. And uh, I thought the second time around, he showed a lot more of a sense of humor. He seemed nervous to me the first time, well, the first season. Here's why: here, I have a theory about that, and I was just about to say it. I think the first time around, he. He was, he didn't feel it. He didn't feel it with Deanna, even though I think he was playing the game that the producer set out for him. And to me, if you go back and watch that footage, like you said, he literally gets off the Home Depot proposal pedestal, you know, walks away and starts sort of lapping and, and, and pacing back and forth. And it is, you can tell that he's struggling with it. And he just says, no, I can't do it. And I, I may be naive, but I truly think that the camera people and the producers thought he was going to propose, and he decided in the moment of live filming, I'm using air quotes, but it was live for her. Even if it it wasn't, it was live for her. It's not like you can go and do over since he just said, yeah, just kidding. Not like you can say cut. Cut. Let's do that again. No. Brad, look, uh, more emotion this time. You really (laughs) have to. Yeah, you sorry, you can't say no to her. You have to really propose. Yeah. Okay, do it. Like she's going to Anyway, all of that to say, I think that he maybe have, you know, pulled the rug out from under them a little bit because it was it, it wasn't at all emotional in a theatrical sort of way. It was emotional in a raw sort of way. So I think he did it, you know, he just kind of took the bull by the horns and said, "Yeah, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this to her. I'm not going to do this to me." And he and he shut it down. With that said, I think the whenever it was 2.0 and he's choosing Emily Maynard as his person, well, heck, yeah he, want, yeah, he wants to pick her for sure. So he is a lot more comfortable. He is a lot more relaxed because he does really, 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 really like her. I will also say that after he pulled his stunt, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, the next seven people all proposed because well, I'm sure yeah. that's when they said, yeah, we're going to have to put it in this, in the, in our contract that you have to propose to the girl. We have a little I, caveat too, though, that Mesnick te- technically proposed to two women. So, <laughs> well, okay. Mm-hmm. So before we get to my buddy Mesnick, do you, and I'm going to ask your expert bachelor opinion here because you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Is it your opinion that Brad's refusal to ask either girl to marry him on camera save the franchise? How do you mean? Well, I, I don't think it was in the tank, but I think that that certainly oh, gave searches. Like guys yes. like me, like I, I, I probably, you know, I watched occasionally when there was nothing on or when I was, you know, at a friend's house and the girls were watching, you know, I, I would just dip in and out. But once True. I saw him dump both girls, I said, I'm freaking watching. Like, so True. I think it converted a lot of people or, or drove a lot more interest in the show. True. And if I recall correctly, um, that was really the first time I can remember, uh, um, instantly the day after everybody's on the cover of people or, you know, whatever in a grocery store. And mm-hmm. I don't recall, you know, there was always that, you know, picture of Bob Guinea people, what's Bob doing now type of stuff. You would see that, um, throughout all of the series, but that when Brad dumped both of them, that was the first time I really remember, uh, it just being ubiquitous. So the story yes. it was everywhere. And so I think that he, re- I don't know if it uh, saved the franchise is the word, but he certainly gave it new life. Very, yes. It sent a, it sent a jolt through it and also made people take note who may not have been watching it. So yeah, I can, I, I can see that completely. Absolutely. And, and like I said, the next go around, they're saying, Hey, 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 y'all have to propose. Y'all have to propose. Cause that's why we're all here. And I'm just going to point out that the next person who didn't propose was Juan Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that, else has done it since. But listen, that, 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 <laughs> I think the word, and it's a word he can't pronounce, yeah. anomaly would no. be a word that, uh, what, what, what is this anomaly? What, what is this? What is, como okay. se dice anomaly? He's so okay. That guy was such a <laughs> favorite part about Juan Pablo. He couldn't even suspend the, the jerk that he was. You know, he was like the female or the male caitlin with with much less of a personality true that's very um, true but, but you know harrison hated you could just tell oh, harrison he did flangic so, uh, too you could there, there's one thing about harrison you could always tell when he doesn't like the person he's talking to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now the next person after before we get to mesnick we have one more in there that you've probably forgotten about matt grant the british guy don't know is either Oh, you didn't watch that one. Oh, that's right. Matt Grant was the British guy, and he proposed to Shane Lamas, Lorenzo Lamas's daughter. Okay, we finally reached season 13, Lucky 13, Jason Mesnick. Okay, now, now we're in, in very firm territory for me because, um, you know, the, the other ones I have watched tacitly, and <laughs> now, or I have a tacit <laughs> Now with Mesnick, I'm all in. Now, Jason Mesnick was a reject Deanna's Ah. reject because remember Deanna became the bachelorette whenever um, that's right she got posed yeah whenever (laughs) Womack dumped her so Jason was one of Deanna's rejects so he gets to come back and he he breaks it down to Melissa Rycroft and Molly and 
eventually mm-hmm. ends up telling Molly, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out. I'm sending you home. And then weeps on the balcony, which we call the Mesnick. That's when that was born, 2009. He yes. pulled the Mesnick on the balcony. He also, in the most dramatic after rose ceremony ever that was just him, Harrison, and an empty studio, said, just kidding, with Melissa, who he chose, dumped her on national television, and then said, Molly, I would like to marry you. And now they're married with two children. That was the most begrudging. I I can't think of another. There have been others, but I can't think of another person that looked more... Mm disassociated than Melissa Rycroft. She knew she had to come out there and get dumped again because she'd been um, clearly been dumped prior to that. Yeah, I think it was good for her. It was also um, Jason and Molly were one of the first wedding televised weddings that we had. Uh, That's right. Well, Mm -hmm. so with Molly, Tristan Ryan, of course. Well, of course, that's the given. But he asked her to start things over in a way that was respectful and I think sincerely apologetic. I think he realized before he asked Melissa that he really had a thing for Molly, but he was forced to choose. Who knows what criteria you know, he used to choose Melissa in that moment, but mm-hmm. my suspicion is the first argument they got in uh, after the show, he was like, what in the hell did I do? Mm-hmm. And you know, he probably had Harrison on speed dial. <laughs> what do I do? And Harrison's like, well, let me tell you. Let me We're going to put all this on national television because yeah. see this that. line where you signed your name? Mm-hmm. We own you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Mesnick. Okay, season 14, your favorite, Pavelka. Go. Yes, we, could, we could do a whole freaking, we could do a series on my loathsome, mm. uh, I just I can't stand the guy. Mm. Couldn't stand him from day one. And he was a redo, right? He was from, from Jillian, Jillian season, correct. So, um, this gets into another Austin connection. He pulled the Mesnick at the Hyatt balcony, um, the Hyatt on, uh, well, the locals call it Town Lake, but it's now Ladybird Lake. Um, when Jillian called Wes in because Jake had tattled on him, mm-hmm. and for some reason that was so emotional for Jake that he felt the need to pull a Mesnick. I didn't like him from day one. I thought he was insincere, and I thought he was a cheese, and um, turns out I was right. But You know, he yeah. chose Vienna. And mm-hmm. do you remember Tenley? Tenley was his first runner-up. I do remember Tenley. She was always doing some sort of interp- interpretive dancing. dance. Mm-hmm. With the uh-huh. cartoon birds floating all around her. Yeah. Do you remember how I characterized her? No. I said she re- Tenley really wasn't a Tenley. She was more of a Sixley or a Sevenley. <laughs> <laughs> but the, wasn't she a Disney princess or something? She was. <laughs> That's right. There you go. How, how accurately does that depict the... <laughs> Standard pick for Disney princess. I have to ask you as a former employee, does she meet the standard or? She does. She does. She was actually Sleeping Beauty, which she has a Sleeping Beauty look about her. Doesn't sound too hard. I mean, you lay down, you know, you wait. No, you don't. Yeah, you just have to sit and prick your finger and then lay down for the rest of the time. Totally. She could pull that off. Were there elves in Sleeping Beauty or is that Snow White? Oh, those were dwarfs. Snow White had dwarves. Sleeping Beauty had fairies. Fairy, okay. Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The names of the fairies? Yeah. As far as fairy names go, I guess those are pretty damn good. I um I dressed as one with my friend Stephanie and Connie last year at Halloween. We were Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you said last year. I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, your last year of elementary school, or like last year as 2016? Last year at the Disney's um, Halloween party in Orlando. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to Jake. Remember how they used to say he lived in Dallas? <laughs> Which he did not. And understand why they can't distinguish. Denton is a completely separate city. It's it like is. 30 minutes north of Dallas. It is. But Dallas sounds cooler. He would. They would show him like frolicking in downtown Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then they would cut immediately to him like souping up his gazebo right, in his backyard. Right, on the Wings of Love plays in the background. Right. Yeah. By Jeffrey Osborne. And you talk about a guy who was not there for the right reasons. Oh, I mean... Not him. He proved himself to be, a, you know, seeking anything but his cargo pilot career. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> best, another best line ever when him and Vienna are arguing before he said, Stop interrupting me! And she cried. Remember that? It was yes. great. It was great TV. And... Uh, he was, you know, saying that, you know, you weren't really who I thought you were or whatever. And she kind of took it all in. And I remember she wiped her eyes cause she was crying and she goes, I thought you were a pilot from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Cause he was you know, doing dancing with the stars. He moved to LA without asking her. Apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just went out there. That's what they do now. That's what they yep. do. I have yet to find. Do you know any person that even 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 for just humor's sake, went to Vegas and saw his guest run at Chippendales? I don't, but I bet we so know somebody who did. My my, I w- I'm tasking you with finding a person mm-hmm. who actually need to see that idiot. Between your readers and my readers, somebody has done that, and they need to email me right now. Lin- Lindsay at IHateGreenBeans dot com. Do and it. And let's just say they'll be complete amnesty we're not going to judge <laughs> i'm going to judge a little bit yeah i, I would like to, i will what, praise your name if you have a video <laughs> yeah i would like to know all the details of the show and how he was presented with the rest of the oiled the boys. up yeah you know former pilots <laughs> okay season 15 brad womack 2.0 we've talked about that a lot emily maynard wins and he actually proposes but uh-oh at the after after the rose, Emily's a little bit, you know, rigid because she has watched the entire season and sees things that mm. don't add up. Mm. My take on that was that he um, he had told her some things early on, and I think she knew, too, that, that she wanted to be with him. That's number one. So I think that's why that, you know, hit a sore spot, and she went all West Virginia hood rat on him, she apparently, every, every Monday night. Which I think is unfair, by the way. Uh, you know, he's on the show. She's seen the show. Uh, unless he made her any well, specific promises right. that he, you know. Or so, so unless that, he said this never happened and she's watching it with her own eyes that it did. Right, exactly. So the other point I want to make, too, is I don't think, and this is evident by <clears throat> where he is now, um, you know, Brad's in his mid-40s, um, or if not late 40s, and still not married, Still living, as far as I know, downtown uh, in a, in a, the condo that he was in, you know, during the show, um, which is fine. I just don't think he was ready to be married with a kid. Do you remember how weird he got when he was over her giant house? Yeah. And little Ricky was sleeping, and he wouldn't even sit next to her on the couch, and he got all nervous and left. Yeah. 
I thought that was bizarre. And like to me, it was pretty clear he wasn't ready for that relationship. Yeah, me too. Me too. Season 16. Ugh, Ben Flagnick, the Worst wine guy. So I, I honestly, you know, Jake made good TV just because you, you could hate him. Right. Ben was just, he became at a certain point in the season really disinterested in the whole show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you and I talked about this offline. Was it you or, because there are two incidents that I'm aware of, of press conferences where he was actually heckled by me. the press. Yeah. Court. Yeah. Uh, and somebody else told me that. So a friend of mine, um, another friend of mine also told me that story, that, a story similar to the one you told me, that he just would not participate in post-show interviews and he yeah. was just a complete jerk about everything. Ben was also a reject from Ashley's season. So he's he has come back, which I always thought was kind of like a, well, whenever they announced that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, he definitely I don't was... Know. Not one of the better looking guys. I called uh, him Groban. Yeah, he looked just like Josh mm-hmm. Groban, like exactly like Josh mm-hmm. Groban. And his um, his season was just so boring. Even with Courtney, even with Courtney Robertson. I mean, thank goodness she was there to liven things up a bit. But otherwise, yeah. ooh. She, I thought she was. You know, she was. She played the bad guy well. She, she knew did. she was acting. Um, I think that's apparent. I told you I read her book. Um, but I actually liked her and I thought that she and he would not last because she would figure it out. I thought she was smarter than him mm-hmm. and he frankly just didn't seem interested, mm-hmm. um, in any of it. And mm-hmm. I think you and I have both, we've talked about this. I've been around enough, you know, TV slash commercial slash whatever movie shoots. It, it, being an actor doesn't look like fun. Um, and I would imagine on reality TV when you're just, you're told what to do all the time and you're stopping mid sentence because lighting's wrong or the wind is hitting the microphone or whatever. I don't think he played the game well. And he certainly didn't like the press associated with all those events where you've got to undoubtedly be fake about a lot of stuff and certainly have to lie about who you've picked, who you haven't picked, how you feel about people. Um, so to, in his defense, I, I think he wasn't suited for it, mm-hmm. but same time he signed a contract to play the game and he just he didn't do it well whereas i think courtney did i mean she turned it into a book deal for god's sakes well, um it's exactly what you said earlier too whenever th- this was the year that i went to um la to listen to the you know after the final rose stuff and i'm in the green room with the other media people and they're saying you can pick you know however many girls and however many guys I mean however many girls and then you can have Ben and Chris Harrison come through Chris Harrison got sick I was so upset but anyway Ben comes in and he's just sort of irritated by the whole process and he was saying do I have Chris to Harrison, go in wait, hmm? hold on Chris Harrison got sick was he passed out on a pile of cash what what happened I know I don't know but we were told he got sick and that's why he didn't come into the media room so I wish had, had I known that I'd been more concerned but he's go on the so reason why I went out there I did not go for Ben but whatever okay anyway this ben guy comes in well you all know it. ben comes in and says you know do we have to do this it's ridiculous nobody nobody cares nobody nobody's gonna read any of this he's saying this in front of a freaking room full of media people which is the yeah. dumbest thing ever and this young girl by me she's young she was from the la times and she just flat out said why in the world would you say that in front of a room full of media, you idiot? I don't even <laughs> have to interview you now. I know what I'm going to say. And, man, PR people just went, and 
just flew in around him and somebody gave him the what for and he went over to her immediately and apologized and she's like doesn't matter doesn't matter your true colors have already come out i'm writing about it i'm writing about it yes and you know other people did yeah i did i did um i I, I, I was good well he he talked to me and he was irritated with me because i was asking him questions like why don't you cut your hair (laughs) 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 he did not think that was funny why do you look like josh groban (laughs) All of my readers want to know, why don't you cut your hair? Season 17 <laughs> is Sean Lowe, a lot of people's favorite season. We know he picked Catherine, and it was love at first sight. Everyone loved him. I think that was the right pick. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. You don't follow them on social media. They are about as precious as can be. No, I think they're capitalizing. No, they're... they are not. I mean, they are, and they will talk about it. I mean, he's 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 written post and stuff like that saying you know if people are going to offer me money to do whatever and this can be my kids college education then naturally I will do it and and I you know believe in this and we do sleep on this mattress or we do eat this pizza or whatever but I mean he has conversations about it and you know how how it works and stuff he's not only doing it just because but it's sort of like yeah i'm gonna ride this train while i can because it'd be silly not to if people were gonna offer me money for things fair enough um uh, as an aside well let me, let me ask you first do you did you find him attractive i did okay just like muscle wise and personality wise uh, or what i think it was muscle wise first i liked how he interacted with um emily maynard and oddly enough even though she and i've never met and i don't know her and she doesn't know me i trusted who she <laughs> sought out i trusted like she knows <laughs> which what, is weird which is weird i mean i i do i agree with you i think brad womack's a nice guy i think he's a yeah. i think he's a nice guy that is a, a, a genuine guy and I thought the same of Sean Lowe but what I what I didn't love about it that I have since learned is Sean Lowe is hilariously funny in my opinion and that that was not translated on the show in yeah. either his time with Emily or his time by himself and so is Catherine so that they're funny funny people that have great sense of humors I mean just what they do with their kid on Instagram alone cracks me up and he's probably the one of the cutest kids I've ever seen before but I I like them and I I like how real they are and I just I I thought it was it if somebody asked me I get this question a lot what are your favorite years I always go to Firestone because it has a a sweet place in my heart and I usually put Sean Lowe right after it but um it's there. There are only a few. There are only a handful of people that I that I really, really, really enjoyed their season, for different reasons. Now, you know, next up is Juan Pablo. I actually did enjoy that season because he's such a punk. You know. Yeah. Well, there's that. entertaining. That's. Ugh. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah. It was. It was just tough. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't propose to either. And I well, think the show was fine with that too. They just wanted to shut that chapter down and lock it away as if it never happened. Yeah. So I know we'll do another one about bachelorettes, but, um, Andy mm-hmm. on his season. And I remember when he, she just ripped him up and down in that one scene, um, mm-hmm. after he slept with her, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually sided with him <laughs> on that argument, even though I thought he handled it like a, a chotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just, you know, she made the decision too. I thought that was unfair. 
And then the fact that he, uh, look, he got drunk. He made some bad decisions mid season and whoever knew that anybody could recover from that. He never did because I think that he was just not likable. Right. At a certain point. Remember how everyone was all excited about him yes, when he was on that other I season? I was. I was. Yeah. Two or three, you know, his accent, two or three minute clips of him, you know, saying something funny were great. But then you, <laughs> he had to carry the show. Right. And he quickly Couldn't became. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Being a jerk. So I, I, I did enjoy that season. That was fun to write about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always did. The title was always like. Juan is the loneliest number, and you are the Juan. Public enemy. <laughs> uh, season 19 was our favorite farmer, Chris Souls. Mm. I, you know, history will always put these seasons in a different light, yeah. but I was not too interested in him. I, I thought either. he was seemed like a good dude. He's gotten himself in some trouble Apparently mm-hmm. drinks too much, um, but apparently got himself in trouble. I, I don't really hold that against him as to what kind of duty is. I think he's probably there's probably not a lot to do in Iowa, but right. farm and drink. Um, and so, without judging him for that, he, he was okay on his season. I don't he really was. feel it's, it. it was another one that was just vanilla and forgettable too. Yeah. And the you could just tell both girls at the end did not want to be with him. Did well, not want to be with him. I remember who who was the one he took to to Iowa the first time. Remember on the hometown, mm-hmm. who were his his finals? Do you know Whitney and That's Becca? Right. Okay, so when he took Whitney, I think she was from Chicago, right? The Midwest. Mm-hmm. The funniest was when when he took her. I guess he picks her up in the this SUV, which I'm assuming is somewhere near the airport, right? Right. And then they drive for like four hours. <laughs> she's like, oh. Stretch a highway. There's this tiny dot. And he's like, right. we're almost there. Right. <laughs> like, oh, is that your house? <laughs> right out there with nothing right. else beside it besides corn. <laughs> the only bump in the horizon. So uh, I think that pretty much sealed that yeah. deal. Right. Yeah. Season 20, Ben Higgins. I liked Ben. Uh, uh, he, he was clearly, our first to tell two people I love you, which was his yeah, scandal. Yes. And he also, there were a lot of tells there. I don't think he was ready to get married at all. Not mm. one bit. Ever thought he was going to get married. When he picked the, the who was his girl? I can't even remember. Lauren. what. Her, right. I thought, okay, maybe I'm wrong, whatever. And then six months later, um, they did that, some interview. Mm-hmm. And. You know, they were like, when are you going to get married? And you could see her kind of yep. perk up and you could just see it all over his face. That, like, <laughs> it's not happening. I'm not interested in picking out napkins and mm-hmm. ever else. So which I is, felt bad for her because I thought she was in. Yeah. Which is to me is the exact same thing that happened with Nick the next season. He you could tell you could tell when he gets down on one knee to propose to Vanessa, he is not feeling it. And you could tell the next day she didn't either. But they stick uh, it out through, you know, they were pretty smart to announce their announce their breakup during Taylor Swift's big announcement of her next music video. Just how, all swept under the rug. So, number one, I missed the announcement of Taylor Swift's new music what? video. <laughs> when it comes to Nick and Vanessa, um, 
yeah, it was clear that she was so over it at Carly and uh, whatever what's his face's wedding. Oh yeah. When they walked <laughs> I in, think they both she, yawned. She looked at the camera like she's kind of like shit. Here it is. Here's the camera. You know, like okay, hi. And he was like six feet behind her with yeah. the same in his face, <laughs> like they like, just in the limo on the way over. The you glass know? in his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty uh, pretty apparent. I mm. you know I, I would characterize not not personality wise or whatever. I think Nick's a little bit slimy. Um, so, so I don't want it to appear like I'm, I'm grouping them, but Brad Womack and Nick are similar to me in that they both seem content in their own skin. And I just don't think either one of them wants to be married. They, they can say they want to all they want, I but agree. I think both just content being single dudes, um, you know, working out and doing their jobs and whatever. So yeah. I, they, they pretend it. If you had to watch one entire season over again, which one would it be? <laughs> Which? Without question, Jake. Jake Pavelka. A question. My, <laughs> my favorite favorite season, um, hands down. Watching him squirm, uh, the women who were on there. Watching him get cheated on his own cocktail party. The fat guy in the hat helping Roz move her stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris Harrison. I thought Harrison was Harrison was very self aware that season, and he was also very aware of the way that Jake was going to be perceived. I think it was, they were spot on with the way that they did everything that season. To me, that was the best season ever period. Really? Hands down. Either. And then, cause you're going to say it for a different reason. Cause you're all about the yeah. he was sweet and they love and not like, that's not what I look for. Um, but I think Jake for me was the most entertaining. And you know, this from a, from a blogging perspective, Oh, rice itself. Down, right. When you mm-hmm. sit down at 11 o'clock on a Monday night to try to get something on paper and get it posted the next day, you know, Ben Flangic is just mm-hmm. hard to read. You hate the guy, and <laughs> there's nothing that went on in the nothing. show. You're making it all up, <laughs> which Jay, I do a lot of. I would actually be like, this is getting too long. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to use this yeah. joke next week. You know? <laughs> so you would have... Jake is your number one. You would have would have Juan Pablo as your number two. I'd probably have or Charlie. Uh, O'Connell. I'd have to go back to the season. I about. I would like to write about Womack one yeah. because of the way it ended, and and that that's it's in retrospect. Knowing how it ended, I'd like to go back and and redo that season with the ending in mind. I know that's impossible, but that's what. And then Juan Pablo would be another good one. Um, so yeah, I think that was my my best stuff. I think was was those two seasons the bet the stuff that i'm most comfortable um you know rereading when i go to my blog and i'm looking through it that that that's the stuff that i would go look at and say this is funny or i'm proud of this or whatever whereas some of the other ones it's like oh why did i even publish this you know who would you want to have dinner with i, I don't know I, I think i'd probably want to have dinner with womack so i could talk to him yeah. about emily emily uh <laughs> face maynard <laughs> <laughs> what about you who would i have dinner with i would I w- you are in a barn with hay and uh, candle yeah. i would probably want to have dinner with uh firestone or womack or sean Lowe. those are my three favorites and bob guinea is up there he's just wacky entertaining i didn't love his love story but he's wacky and entertaining. I don't. I mean, Ben Higgins is one that I find interesting too, on some level. But um, 
I mean, I, I would want to have dinner with Ari, too. Now, his season hasn't happened yet, but I have high hopes. Oh, okay. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Are you excited? Um, I'm <laughs> cautiously is. optimistic. How's that? I, I do I do really need to get past the first episode where he's running around his race car. Yeah. And all, like, that's painful. But after that, we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see. Tell everybody where they can read your old recaps from. The old recaps are at the www. No one says that anymore, but it's guyinaustin.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at some guy in Austin, and that's the extent of my social media involvement. <laughs> it's good enough, <laughs> though. It's good yeah, enough. Can, you know, um, know. I'll link to your favorite season. What's your favorite season that you wrote about? Jake Pavelka. Jake Pavelka. Okay. Yep. A lot there. Those were long, long, long recaps, and I, I've since. Um, uh, learn my lesson that less is often more but uh, that was one season where I just couldn't stop writing that's right thank y'all for listening I'd love to connect on social media you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray it would be great if you would review the podcast too on iTunes and don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans Audible is today's sponsor, and they are offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever.